what was this? Uh, what was this? <coughs> you okay? No. <coughs> <coughs> Fucking flower, and I haven't met in a little while. What was the vacation. thing you were talking to me last time about? You were you were saying you had a good. Oh, so <coughs> all in all, um, we had a pretty good week, pretty good weekend on vacation. But before that, <coughs> it was a work retreat. Can uh, we, yeah, can we consider that yeah business trip. It was like one of those team building retreats that they go on. But uh, before that happened, I think it was. Tuesday or Wednesday, um, the judge in Maryland ordered Adnan Saeed to be released from jail after like 24 years behind bars. Mm-hmm. Did you see anything about it? Yeah, I saw some some posts and everything. I didn't see anything going into detail, but... <coughs> so he was a senior in high school in Maryland. I want to say it was in 1998. It was either 97 or 98. And... He was accused of killing his ex-girlfriend, Heyman Lee, and they had one of his buddies <coughs> that supposedly dropped the dime on him, said, hey, I I witnessed Adnan with the body, I helped him bury the body, I, I was around this whole entire thing. He was a full-on state's witness, and his story changed like four to five different times. Does he end up being the guy? So that's <coughs> where things get a little bit hairy, because they, they released Adnan... But they released him on the it's request not- of <coughs> request of the prosecution. Okay. So there was a new law that was passed that was against um, overcharging minors. Mm-hmm. And so they went through, and as the new prosecutor, as the new AG was looking through the case to mm-hmm. see if they wanted to revisit it because he got life in prison. I'm sure there's probably a caseload that oh, when yeah. they come in, they're like, hey, just FYI, these are like some outstanding cases or things that may have been questionable. If you if you get bored, take a look, I guess. Well, Adnan has had, Adnan, Adnan, whatever, How has had like, stuff? he's probably had five, six appeals. Mm-hmm. Like he's had... Full-on podcast, Serial, the podcast, yeah. they got started with the Saeed case. It was okay. the first one they ever did. Would so they periodically, like, so I'm guessing that that podcast probably covers other trials and crime, like, is, is it a true crime pro- podcast? Um, They've done a few different things. They did that Trojan Horse Affair that I was telling you about. Um, they do a series called Nice White Parents about, like, disparities in schooling. It's kind of like a just a social justice podcast, mm-hmm. kind of. But... His case was the first one that the AG looked at, and she realized that they had committed something called a Brady violation. And a Brady violation can be a couple different things, but one of the major facets of a Brady violation is that the prosecution doesn't turn over all of the evidence that they have to the defense. Oh, Oh, gotcha. So they're not able to go ahead and build a defense or an explanation for that evidence. They can't go ahead and disprove that mm -hmm. evidence. It just gets submitted to the court. Without them being able to argue its merits, basically. Well, and yeah, they're just blindsided by what they get brought. Well, yeah, out. I could. That's. I'm not saying that that's not a huge advantage. Like if you could be oh, like, yeah. ha, surprise, it's smoking gun. Yeah, it's basically immediate grounds for a retrial. So <coughs> she opens it up and she sees that there were two other. Okay, keep in mind, this isn't the episode. No, no, no. no. Okay, are you, were you getting to a point to ask me a question on this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
so just to kind of explain it, they were going through and they saw all this evidence that they haven't turned over to the defense mm-hmm. and hadn't turned over the defense. Did they use that evidence? They, it was something where it was two suspects that they had had that were on okay. their radar that both had like valid reasons to why they would want to see Hay pass away. Okay. But they just never investigated them. So they and, obviously never, what am I trying to say here? They obviously never used the evidence because then the defense would have been able to go ahead and object to it at that time, I'm guessing, and they would have determined that that was violating the, is it Brady rule? Yeah, the Brady okay. law. Brady well, law. if you give the defense that there's two other viable suspects. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I mean. Yeah. They they wouldn't use that because if they brought that up in court at all, that's just going toward the defense. The defense side. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So she sees this. She goes to the judge. She says, hey, we need to either retry this case or we need to get him out of jail and just let him go free. Mm-hmm. So they decided to get him out of jail, let him go free after like 22 years of being locked up. This kid got locked up when he was fucking 18. It was either 22 or 24 years. So he's 40. He spent behind in jail. 40, yeah. And the whole entire time he was never like in doubt. Like he, he truly believed that he was innocent because he knew. Yeah. And so he finally gets released and the defense attorney was like, yeah, I, we've been fighting this case for forever. Like this, the, tr- the court date was a small blip in the radar of everything mm-hmm. else we tried to do. And the prosecutor's like, well, we're going to revisit this case. We're going to reopen it. We're going to put detectives on it now. We're going to check these other leads out. We're going to see, you know, if Adnan needs to be retried or if we can find somebody else. And <clears throat> just thinking about like, how many times our justice system now God damn it, my nose. can like screw up in all the different things that they can fuck up and we can put people behind bars and in jail. That's now. Think about like 300 plus years ago. I see what you did there. <laughs> that was a good one. I see what you did. Cue the intro music. Hit it. So today, snot rig. Appealing as that sounds, you're fine. Today we are discussing essentially the uh, the trial of witchcraft in Salem. So the Salem witch trials and witch trials, witch hunts. Adam's going to get something to wipe his nose, so I'm just going to keep going on this. Um, so this takes place between. February of nine or sorry, sixteen. I always say nineteen. Sixteen ninety two, May sixteen ninety three. So just a little over a year that this whole thing goes down, and I, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Do you think? So I was trying to be like, where does a Boston accent like come from? Like what? What? Because I was like, that didn't develop out of like, like no English. In- no, it did though. So listen, but like I, it didn't develop out of Boston. It no, was developed overseas. Correct. But that. what it was is I'm trying to. I was trying to figure out what the origin of it was. Yeah. Like Southern accent would probably be some type of mix of like, I don't know what that poor was. education. 
<laughs> okay. And then, so a Boston accent, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, is it an English accent that's just like completely just butchered? It is. So if like you were saying like, how would an English person say harbor? They'd probably say the harbor. And now it's the haba. It's the haba. Yep. Do you think that they, like people from England hear Boston accents and are just like, oh my God. Well, you know, uh, Stavi Halaikis, the comedian. That name does not ring a bell. Stavi Baby. He's this little Greek fella. And okay, I think Stavi does ring a bell. He was born, his full name is Stavros, but he was born in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And he can slip in and out of the Baltimore accent so seamlessly. But all a Baltimore accent is... Is Baltimore? Is, is it that kind of... It is, but it's just... Jersey or something. It's like you just swallowed like half a bag of garbage before you mm-hmm. stop talking with a Boston accent. So I imagine everybody up along that coastline that has an accent, you always hear about New York accents. That is so crazy that, like, there can be so many different accents. Because you forget sometimes the East Coast, like, especially around, like, the fucking pre-colonial or colonial Mm -hmm. states. That's, like, there's a train that just runs to all those states. Oh, yeah. Like, when people are like, hey, we're going to go to D.C. for the weekend. Where do you live? We live in Pennsylvania. Damn, man. That, like, eight hours away? No, it's, like, two-hour train ride. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, two-hour train ride. Um but yeah, you forget how close everything is. So not only do you have it that it's that close, so you have literally like the like Pittsburgh accent. Well, yeah, and that's it. Everywhere in New England, even though they're all in the same region, mm-hmm. they all sound different. Still. Yes. So I wonder if the thirteen colonies had some sort of an effect. And the, on that. And the farther down you go, it doesn't get any fucking like more normal. So you go from like Maine. I don't know if Maine even has an accent. I assume it would have somewhat. It would have to have something. Yeah. Um, but then you have like so the Boston New England accent, then you have like the Pennsylvania accent, New York you have accent, New York, New Jersey, even the differences between those. I'm sure you do have a Baltimore and a Maryland accent. Then you start getting into the fucking Virginias, <laughs> and it starts to get a little more southern. Uh huh. And then you get a little more southern and a little more, su- and then you hit fucking Florida, and it's just kind of normal for the people that do. The English is their first language. It's not an American accent. You just get a flavor of a bunch of different shit. Well, I think. Anybody in like the panhandle or anybody in intercoastal Florida, mm-hmm. they all keep a southern accent, but there's so many people yeah, that live on the that coast. That does make sense because that, that's like Cajun shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you live on the coast, you're such a mishmash of everybody else mm-hmm. that's either come down there to retire. That Latin flavor. Yeah. You hey, get a little, little Dominican in there, you get a little Cuban in there. Everything starts to sound different. So Florida probably has multiple different accents just that's within true. their state. All right. So getting back to the business at hand. So. At this point in Massachusetts, so there was Salem Town, which is present-day Salem. Then there's also Salem Village, where this some of this stuff takes place between both of them, right? And Salem Village is a different it's city now, Dan- isn't it? Danvers now. Oh, okay. Um, so pretty much at this time in Massachusetts, this is when the, the Puritans were in control. They had... There were certain townships that were just strictly Puritan. Mm-hmm. There also were Catholic townships at that point, too. And we'll kind of see where that comes in a little bit later on. But in Massachusetts, before this happened in 1692, there was, like, this shit had happened before. Not not at all to this scale, but, like, the accusation of witchcraft was something that had happened in other parts of Massachusetts, and it was 1648, this lady named Margaret Jones, she was a midwife, and it was in Charlestown, Massachusetts. 
she was the first woman to ever be hung for witchery. You know why they considered her a witch? Do they? Is it really called witchery? Uh, witchcraft, I think is what it is. Witchery oh, sounds cool. I was going to say, use witchery if you want. But she was a midwife, and she would tell her patients that if she t- or if they took the medicine that she was giving them, mm-hmm. they would get better faster. Mm-hmm. And the women and husbands that didn't think they needed the medicine would always argue back with her. And she would tell them, this is just how medicine works. Like you take medicine to get better. You just had a child. Mm -hmm. They went, nah, I think this is witchery. I think you're trying to make us take these potions that are supposed to do something to us. And the more likely thing is it's either one, a placebo Mm -hmm. that just mentally makes them feel better and start to feel, to help with their, you know, if they just had a kid, you're already under enough stress and everything like that. Like, here, take this. To- How many times do you hear, like, an instrument? Here, drink this tonic for your headache. Everywhere, yeah. This has cocaine in it. but And it could have been just something off of, like, a root that she had found. and made her own. She's a midwife, so her job. That's I'm going to keep revisiting this thing all, all throughout this, this episode. But you have people that, like, a midwife obviously has to be educated. Very and, much And, so, and yeah. how to, like help a woman who's pregnant, so has to have some medical knowledge, has to help deliver the child, and during her time as a midwife, has probably looked into ways that she can help ease women's births and things that she's found successful. But just the simple fact that, like, kind of like you're saying, like, there's no, there's law, but there's just like, hey, this woman tried to get us to drink this, she's a witch. Like, well... Watch her drink it. Well, she's a witch. Of course she can drink it Yeah, herself. she can drink her own potions. Yeah, exactly. And then everyone else isn't going to be like, well, I'll drink it to test it. No one's going to do that. So uh, she's got to be a witch. Yeah. And if you don't want to take that medicine, they had pain remedies back then. So what about, though, the women that did or the families that the women that did take it? And they're like, yeah, that didn't do anything to me. Well, and the women that it helped. Yeah, like, that's what the, I'm saying. The ones that actually listened to her. That's what, how ass backwards this stuff is. Yeah. You had obviously witnesses that would be able to be like, no, this, this helped me. Or it, maybe it didn't do anything. Uh, we'll skip forward a little bit. I was going to bring this in later, but this just fits in so well. So the order of major crimes in Massachusetts at the time were, and this is in order doom, doom. of importance. Number one, idolatry. So worshiping, like, a worshiping false idols, God. all that kind of stuff. So you see where religion is there. Number two, witchcraft, which at the time, I guess people just believed in that as much as they believed in religion. Three, blasphemy. So we're back to religion. Mm-hmm. Now, Four. The, the third one is, first one was the idol. Yeah. Religion. The second one was. Witchcraft. Which still is kind of religious. It's yeah. Because you're, the whole point about witchcraft is why they thought it was so bad is you were worshiping the devil. Okay. It was satanic yeah, no, that, worship. So again, religion, religion, yeah. religion. Um, number four. Finally, we get to murder because probably religiously yeah. motivated <laughs> murder. It's just like if murder is your fourth biggest issue on that list, maybe we reshuffle the list. Like maybe we we talk about this. Number five, pointing in poisoning. I mean that that leads to like attempted. I thought murder. you were going to say like sodomy or something like that. Oh no, number six. I had to add number six because number six makes was up it for sodomy? The first five, bestiality. I was going to say sodomy of animals. <laughs> that's where I went. I was trying to keep it cleaner, but it's just incredible to me that that's the list. Like, hey, this is the good shit that we support, but the bad list. 
idolatry, witchcraft, blasphemy, before murder, and then number six, two after murder, is fucking animals. Mm -hmm. Like, their list of priorities at that time, which I'm not saying that bestiality isn't gross and Mm -hmm. should be up higher on that list, but ringing in at number six, the priorities of the day were so much different than they would be now. Yeah. It kind of goes back. I think I might have brought this up within, like, one of our first, like, two or three podcasts. But remember I was talking about how laws get enacted and how, like, so there obviously had to have been situations where they caught people fucking animals Constantly. to then be like, hey, okay, we're going to have to tell these people. We're going to have to let everybody know <laughs> you can't fuck animals. Well, and this was only, and they had to have that back in 1692 or, you know, a little bit before that when they were all making this. So animal, well, people still fuck animals now, I guess. So hopefully in a lower number, hopefully now that the population has grown, maybe there's. You just got more, more. animal fuckers now, dude. <laughs> They can move out further away. We got no shortage yeah. of animals. I, yeah, I, that works. So getting back mm-hmm. to Salem Village now, 1692 and kind of thereabouts before, um, it was a town of just super Puritan people. Like they, they felt that they deserved the purest representation. They wanted to be the closest to God that they could. First two ministers that they were given were only around for a couple of years because the people just said that they weren't going to pay their wages. Mm-hmm. Like they, they didn't believe in them enough to the fact that they these were like men of the cloth. These were ministers. Yeah. They had gone through school and everything, mm-hmm. but they didn't feel like they were good enough to represent Salem Village. So they just said, no, we're not going to pay what you are allowed to make. I sometimes forget that that's an actual profession, though, too. I get reminded yeah, every clergy. so often, like, uh, the show, wasn't the, what was the show where the dad ended up touching the kids but not on the show? What, it wasn't the kids on the show. Uh, uh, Seventh Heaven. One Tree Oh, yeah. Don't, ooh. Don't worry. <laughs> There, That's no all one the went same. touching no one in One Tree Hill. That was a good, a good wholesome. Cast. Wasn't it like three daughters too, though? Okay, so they he, that was Jessica Beale, but they came out. But he got he was in trouble for doing it like years after the show okay. or something like that. Um, anyway, getting back to it. So there, the job is to be a minister. I always used to think for some reason that like, and maybe this is how it goes at in some towns or at some churches. I always thought it was someone that just did it part time, like a football coach oh. in a small town. <laughs> so, like, he was a teacher, like the high school the, football yeah, he was coach. a t- teacher at the school, and then he also coached football. So, I thought that this was somebody that like worked down at the fucking grocery store and then was just like really into God on Sundays. Yeah. But then thinking about it, I guess I never saw anybody outside of church that was in that position. But it's it sounds doesn't it sound weird that that's a job like you're going to get paid. What do you do during the week? Uh, you're meeting with people, I'm sure. You're going through different oh, you're probably the recommends. One, you're probably doing like the, uh, what do they call that when you have to go get the interview before you're married? Oh. In some churches, uh, they require you to do like a. Yeah, it's like pre-marriage counseling with yes, a church member, which seems. Right. If you have to do that before you get married, like, eh, it's questionable to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. No. And what business of it? is his to intervene on something that's between well, a man and a woman. you know what? Woman. I bet they won't let you get married there. If you're going to be the kind of person that's going to go to that counseling, you obviously probably go to church on a pretty regular basis, and you probably yeah. want to get married where you're doing the counseling. That's another rabbit hole that I don't think we have time to jump no. down to on just what a crazy thing marriage is and how it has to be like a religious thing to some people. And then, and then it has the government, to be a governmental the government thing. wants its hands in there too. Yep. Yeah. 
and then it becomes a legal thing if things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a bad setup. God doesn't like it if you... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then looking at it, too, if you do get divorced after you've gone through and the minister or the priest or whoever gave you the thumbs up, that doesn't fall back on him. Like, he doesn't look bad Maybe. for not seeing those issues that could have led. They don't have a, they don't have a batting average. <laughs> Ooh, what if they did? <laughs> I would like that to be implemented. I want to see minister stats. Like if if you have to avoid Pastor Phil because Pastor see, Phil is like I, I want to see all the stats. I yeah. want to see how many people did you bless that the disease didn't end up getting yes. cured. I want to yeah. see how many people have criminal records that you previously vouched for. I want to I want to see some hardcore mm-hmm. minister yes. stats. That would be sweet. I I would like to see minister that. trading cards. Yeah, I, I, I got don't a think, 1997 <laughs> Father Pat. <laughs> I don't think anybody's batting above the Mason Dixon line with literally anything Probably they do. Not. So finally, a third guy comes in though, and they refused to even ordain him. Like they they didn't want him to be the head of their flock. Basically, they're just like, no, we, you're not. We'll let you come over and be here, but you're not even getting to the point to us talking about you making money. We're not going to ordain you into our church. What did the two guys? How did they live for two years if they weren't being paid? They was it just like tight? Like people would like somebody the town probably or the church probably owned the houses that they were coming yeah. to live in. So the church would let them live there, hmm. and then they would literally survive on like you say tithings that people I don't like would these give people already. I no. like I like these topics that you can just like. There's no redeeming qualities. Yeah, they're just uppity assholes mm-hmm. that only cause issues. So finally, after three failed attempts. They get a guy in 1689 named Samuel Paris. He came from the South. He owned, I think it was two slaves, had two daughters and a wife. And they brought him in. They ordained him, but he was just immediately disliked because they didn't feel like he was strict enough. Like, they would allow... Why, if, wasn't, why weren't one of these assholes that are making these decisions the minister then? I don't know. Maybe they didn't have anybody that had gone through the church clergy system or whatever. They didn't want to take the fucking time to do that shit. That's yeah. why. They're just, they want to show up on Sundays and they want somebody well, to save Well, and the people who are making these decisions are the richest people in town. Yeah. So they're not going to fucking go to what Bible school if or whatever we want to call it. Uh, priest college. Ministry. Ministry U. I think is what it is. Yeah, MU. Yeah, MU. Um, it just... To me, if you don't get a vote of confidence like that immediately, why would you stay there? And I guess maybe it's because you believe that you can fix these people and yeah, change but, them. But at the same time, if like you get into town, they're like, good luck. The last three didn't last. You're like, this fucking town sucks. Yeah. Why, why would you want to stick around and yeah. try to stick it out? Um, it's a calling, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he plays a funny role. He, he plays a very funny role in this whole thing. Because beginning in 1692, the whole thing that kicked off the witches and the witch mania, whatever, mm-hmm. um, two children come down with a mysterious illness. One, Elizabeth Paris, age nine, his daughter. Okay. And two, Abigail Williams, who was his niece that was 11 at the time. They took them into the doctors, and these two girls... Did his family... I know this is probably... The details probably aren't here because I didn't have them either. So it's his niece. Now, I wonder if he already had family there and maybe that's why he tried to come up there. Or if he was bringing, like, families in, like, his brother or his sister and their family. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of irrelevant, but I also think it is relevant because right now, this is all just contained within their family. Well, and if he hates them at the time, 
Like, I don't know if it was maybe, like, an adoption, not fully legit adoption or whatever it was, but to have them in the house. Because one of the people that plays a very big role in this whole thing, too, Tatuba, who was their slave, mm-hmm. which she's, I think, the one shining star out of this whole thing because she was smarter than everybody else, mm-hmm. and she ends up getting fucked the hardest. Oh, yeah. Um, So she was their slave, and I... Servant, I guess, I just don't want to keep saying the word slave. I mean, just, it, well, no, because that's what it is. Yeah, okay. So she was their slave. Because if she's a servant, she was getting the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, she's got to have something to hold her in there. And um, she had her own kid who was fathered by the other slave. He had a very bad name, too. I want to say it was like Indian John or something. Like, their, yeah, their naming remember. process mm-hmm. wasn't great. Your race? <laughs> and then we're just going to give you a generic name. I'm going to point at the Bible, and that's going to be your name. It's yep. going to be your color and then a Bible name. You really going to be Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Mm-hmm. So Tatuba is the one that takes care of these two girls pretty much most of the time, along with her family. But their rules for servants or slaves is that the family that they are beholden to has to be taken care of before your family mm-hmm. does. Yeah, And when the two girls start to get really sick... One day, when Mr. and Mrs. Paris are out of the house, Tatuba realizes that something bad is going on. And she came from the, I believe it was the West Indies, somewhere where, like, witchcraft and different things like that were yeah, kind of more prevalent, like, like black like, magic. Um, was she, like, Peruvian? Or Ecuador? I thought it was from, like, the no, Caribbean I, islands, maybe. But I could be wrong. You just said the, is that the Indies? Yeah. West Indies, I think. Andes are in South America. Indies. Yeah, Indies. Okay. I Indies. Yeah, she yes. might have been. I think she might have been like, I don't. I don't want to say Haitian. I can't remember. She was. I think she was either Caribbean or she might have been South American. Either one or the other. Could she gets Asian. fucked here. So yeah. So she comes up with something that it's a fucking weirdest thing that I've ever heard. Well, did you see what the the kind of the um, symptoms of the illness were? Yeah. So what, it was like they, they like it was like fits. They were crawling under furniture, throwing things, and contorting their bodies. It's a nine and eleven year old fucking kids. Very weird. I'm not saying they're not sick or anything like that, but I mean, this is like displaying fits. Grumpy kids throw fits. Crawled under the furniture. Okay, kids crawl under shit all the time. Throwing things again. See back to displaying fits and then contorting their bodies. Like what? Like doing weird things like kids do, crawling on the ground, crab walking, things like that. Kids like to like get a reaction. And this is all going to kind of come back to one of the fucking biggest gripes I have with this whole thing, among many, is that so much of the, so many of like the primary accusations and like accounts, well, maybe not the accounts, but the primary accusations, the ones that really kick it off to you, are provided by fucking teenage girls. Very young, very. (sighs) Like, just think about that. Like. I'm not saying don't believe teenage girls. (laughs) What I'm simply saying is that there's a big difference between a teenage girl with a complaint nowadays or at any point in history about inappropriate contact, assault, things like that. There's a huge difference between that and someone accusing somebody of fucking witchcraft. Yeah, I I would probably lean on the side of believing a teenage girl that she was talking about, like being oogled or looked at by an adult in an inappropriate way. 
I'm very much less inclined to believe them saying, hey, this chick's a witch. I have a teenager come home and be like, daddy, daddy, um, the neighbor was performing witchcraft. I'd be like, go to go outside and fucking play. Shut up. Go to your room. Yeah, no kidding. Stop. Stop getting crazy about it. So whose who's, who's wine stores have you been getting into? Yeah, let me smell your breath mm-hmm. before we continue this conversation. So as Tatuba's taking care of them, she finds this very weird thing that they used to do where she came from, where she collected the urine in both of the girls, mm-hmm. or from both of the girls. I forgot. I think it's called a witch cake, maybe? I just called it a piss cake because... That's what it was called. A really unfortunate name in this very situation. Much so. Maybe rebrand that when you're going to use it. So she added the urine to flour and different things. Or was that was that made up because of this? No, they this this came from wherever she was from because okay. she knew how to make it. Tatuba, don't be calling it a witch cake. Well, yeah, I, that's probably what it was back in medicine cake. Where she was from make you better cake. Well, this wasn't for wellness them. pie. This was after she baked the cake. She then set it on the floor, mm-hmm. and the belief was if a dog or an animal came up and ate the cake, then it would fix the girls, and it would punish whoever bewitched the children, because it was like her magic that was in the kids would now be eaten by a dog, so the witch would feel the bites. And I'm getting real weird here, but I'm not getting weird beyond like not... Like, I'm not making The whole thing up. is weird. So, yes. I mean, you're just stating what happened. What kind of dog's not going to eat a fucking cake? And especially one that smells different. So, they thought that that was a way to fix the girls as well as punish whoever bewitched the kids because she would be getting the bites from the dog. You bake just... a cake with some piss in it. Yeah. The dog eats the cake. <laughs> everyone gets better. And you find out the culprit. No, I think you'll realize over this whole Law thing. Law actually had like a three-episode arc that I think focused primarily on the piss cake. What did? Law and Order. Oh, did it? No! It could have. Because it's ridiculous. Law and Order said like a thousand episodes. They had to have come into witchcraft at some this point. This has been pitched, definitely, yeah. but I'm not oh, yeah. saying it made it to air. So, when the Parises get home, they hear what Tuba did, and immediately they're like, this is witchcraft. Like, her trying to save our children this way was witchcraft. So, her and... These two, I'm going to get confused. Maybe you can fix it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, one of them was a beggar that was an older woman that was poor and destitute. Yeah. And the other one was a widow who had taken her husband's inheritance after he had passed away and then you. not given it to the sons. Yeah, I got you right here. What do you got? So Good was a destitute woman accused uh, due to her... Ill reputation, which I'm sorry if you're a destitute woman and you're in a place that likes order and raw, you're just going to get accused of something. Mm-hmm. It's like a oh, homeless yeah. person. That's what yeah, it is. You're a beggar. Mm-hmm. Um, Osborne, she rarely attended church, so there's the strike right there. And, and she remarried her servant. That's right. Yeah. Strike two and three. Um, jumping back just real quick, this is just kind of um, Puritan culture. 78%. Of the accused during the Salem witch trials were women. And that number may sound kind of low because when you think of witch trials, you think of all women. But there were men in here, too. I don't think that I, they considered men witches because the Salem wizard trials would just sound fucking awesome, like or a battle. Warlock trials? Yeah, that would sound like you went to, like, camp to learn how to be a <laughs> warlock. And it was, like, your graduation to become, like, a full-blown, like... 
wizard or whatever. Um, so Puritan culture, they, so they believe that women are inherently sinful and uh, more susceptible to damnation than men. You know, I, let's not hang them on that because... Well, this was written by a man. Yeah. And I'm just saying that honestly be because if we really wrong. want to get down to the nitty gritty, we all know who the dirty dogs are. It's the dudes. Um, men and women were equal in God's eyes, but not in the devil's. <laughs> Women's souls were unprotected in their weak, vulnerable bodies, which made them easier prey for Satan, which is why he went after him. So, I mean... He already did get Eve. There you go. But you already have... What I'm saying is this already sets up a situation in which anything brought against a woman is going to carry more weight to it right from the get-go than it would with a man because, well, women are slutty and sinful and they're just easier targets for the devil. And they make it so men can't focus. They're, yes. They're the sole reason why men don't get more done is because they're so busy oogling women because we're just not strong enough not to look. See, isn't that make us inherently more sinful? Ah, but we're weak. But it's their fault, though. Yeah. It's their fault that we're being sinful. Yeah, it, if the sin out. wasn't out there to that's be still, done. That still is commonplace. Not this belief, I don't think, but commonplace is that, yeah, like somehow women are responsible for the distraction that they cause just because guys get horny. Well, and... You've had just... a dick for your whole life. If If as an adult... You don't have this shit under control where you can focus. Probably not going to be Sarah two cubicles down that's causing you to fucking miss your deadlines. No, and she's not the first one in your life that's done this to you. No. This is all just on you, but we can't blame men for these things, so we have to blame the victims. I just wonder what happened. The people that kind of wrote this and established it, you know some shit went down like when they were younger where they got fucking like shot down or scorned. Mm. And they, as soon as they got into a position of power, like I'm going to show this bitch. I'm going to show her that Satan, Satan wants them. I, this whole thing just amazes me. It's, I think we were talking about this pretty early, but like the level of dumb back then, we have a certain special level of dumb now, but our level of dumb now still doesn't touch how silly no, these people were. It, it, the discrepancy between smart, I mean, you have like genius and then you have just people that are smart and capable I think the distance between that and stupid people isn't as, what am I trying to say, um, severe. It's not as large. The gap isn't as big. Yeah, there's not a like a middle class of logic Correct, there. because for the most part, too, even if you're stupid, you have access to look stuff up. Mm-hmm. So you can at least, you may not know something, but you probably know enough to find it. Back in this time, you basically had people that were educated and you had people that were not educated. The The divide was huge. And so anybody that was either educated from a... I guess, what what would you consider? So, like, this is, like, you have people that are educated in in this religion, but then what would you consider your education for? I guess I would consider it real-world skills, shit that matters. I don't think they really had it back then. Well, no, but you have people here that are probably educated enough to outsmart all the edit. You have to be some type, like, common-sense educated to be able to outsmart all these people. Because that's what you're doing is you're basically to kind of control the mass and to whip up this hysteria, you're just making shit up and then pointing to causes of it in a way that confuses the common folk. And they're like, yeah, what he said, she's got to be a witch, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that scene off of, um, that's perfect. It's the scene off of Monty Python. 
where they're trying the lady who's a witch. Oh, yeah. And yeah, remember? Yeah. And they're like, okay, so what burns? They're like, witches. What else burns? Wood. All right, so what does wood do when you put it in water? It floats. Okay, so if we put the witch in water and she floats, or if we put her in water and she floats, she's a witch because she burns like wood does. So the option right there is that like she either has to drown to prove she's not a witch, and then it gets to the point where they're talking like if she weighs as much of a, as a goose, then she's a witch. That's you, it, you just confuse enough or put enough information out there that people are just like, yeah, it makes sense. She weighs as much as a goose. Well, and that that came from this. Like they yes. they would routinely throw women off of cliffs, and if they swam away, they would say that they're a witch because they or you could swim. fly or some shit like that. Yeah, here's the deal: you're chucking these women off a cliff when there's fucking rocks at the bottom. That and if they drown, and you're like, oh well, I guess she wasn't a witch. It's like, wait a second, but she's still fucking dead. And then it's like, oh well, I guess she's gone. Mm-hmm. Another one that but they her did. her name is cleared. Yeah, her family doesn't have to suffer suffer the shame. Sorry about your daughter, but hey, at least she's not a witch. Another thing that they did. They would push them downstairs, and if they lived through falling down the stairs, they would be considered a witch, whereas if they died while falling down the stairs, they would be considered mortal. How many times do you think that they had to do it? Was it one push? Oh, there's a lady, I, I don't remember exactly who she was, but she got pushed down the stairs by her husband on two separate occasions, and she lived through both of them, mm-hmm. and then she got arrested because he said she was a witch. And the tall, <laughs> all I'm saying is like the tallest <laughs> buildings here are two stories so you're getting pushed down one flight of stairs yeah so you your way of living through that was probably gonna be pretty yeah hard. it's not like it's a huge fucking set of stairs it's still well, hor- it's still the most fucking asinine way to prove something but it's just it's that ridiculous and there's some awesome stories that we won't get into about just how it'll work but there was one where I'm sure this guy had probably heard way too much of his wife for like the past week mm-hmm. so he was fed up with it and just went in and he's like hey wife's a witch Mm-hmm. They end up arresting her, and then when he finds out that the penalty for being a witch was going to be uh, death, mm-hmm. he comes, he's like, whoa, 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 I was mad at her. I don't really think she's a witch. I think she's probably okay. Let's not kill her. Their reaction to this whole situation, well, why would a mortal be covering for a witch? Exactly. Only a witch could be covering for mm-hmm. a witch. So this guy trying to... Right, his wrong ended up being accused of being a witch and being put in jail himself. Yep. So the first people accused and arrested were Sarah Good, mm-hmm. um, destitute woman, Sarah Osborne, rarely attended church, married a servant, and Tuba, who we've already talked about. And I wonder how many slaves there would have been back then in those smaller villages. Yeah. I mean, she's not seeing anybody that looks like her. No. I mean, she might, depending on like, if like Boston, Massachusetts was also like a hub for you know yeah, slave ships true. coming in, guess it and I'm been. guessing other people, but I'm sure that there were also like Indian, like mm-hmm. Native American slaves. Um, so there definitely, I don't think, was a shortage of people that were expendable and looked down on in society. That if you were so inclined to believe that the cause of the witchcraft or bad luck befalling your town or village was. Uh, it seems to me that like people could be like, well, why don't we just kill all the slaves and then maybe see if that works? Like it, it that wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility. I yeah, don't but think. if you kill all your slaves, then who's going to do your work? For you, you go get more slaves, man. Yeah, I guess they could do that. And then you know that it's not them causing the causing it. Um, do you want to jump into kind of some of the causes? Because like we're going to talk about 
some of the situations and like the girls getting ill and also some of the mania that was going around this area. Do you want to talk about the ergot or do you want to hold down the back? I want to leave that to the last part. Okay. As far as like, what do we think happened? Well, okay. Gotcha. So So, go go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, one of the other things that was happening around this time was King, I think it was King William was having a lot of wars in the area with the native tribes. And I believe the French and native Americans had kind of teamed up at this point. So they were fighting back. That was the French and Indian war. Yeah. So these were kicking off, which is crazy to fucking think about, man, like all the different team ups, like during like the initial, um, discovery of the country, development of the country, the French teaming up with the Indians, then us buying the Louisiana Purchase from them, then the French siding with us during the Revolutionary. It's just like there's just this weird fucking... And the English then teaming up with the Native Americans during the Revolutionary War, yeah, too. Exactly. Like, it, it was just strange. It was just this whole enemy point. of my enemy, like, yep, revolving doing everything. Friend. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a, a wild thought to think mm-hmm. that, like, you had to have had history and known in your culture that these people Which were Which is bad. the most crazy fucking thing, because you would just think of, well... Knowing the actual accurate history of it, of course, the Native Americans are never going to go and team up with the colonizers. No. So they were always looking for some way to get them pushed out. And it just kind of goes to show you, like, do you think the French or the British, when they teamed up with them, were really interested? They were just going to take over the area and then they would force the Indians out. Or it, it was a temporary team. Yeah. Well, it was all for the benefit of they had soldiers there already. Mm. You know, they're like, we have this Native American population that we can just kind of use. And then... We'll just take over. Yeah, the pale faces were never somebody you could trust. And this brought a lot of Catholic refugees into Salem Village, which the Puritans, as we pointed out earlier, weren't very big fans of Catholics. They liked like, the fuck. They just didn't feel like, they felt like there had been bad things that had entered Catholicism at that point, which, yeah. Was it but the wine? Was it the sacrament? Probably could have been. Mm-hmm. So... They weren't real pumped because Samuel Paris was letting these Catholics come to their uh, meetings, mm-hmm. and he wasn't making them like full-fledged members unless they were baptized into Puritanism. I think mm-hmm. it was just their form of Christianity. So it was they, like it was extreme Christianity. It was like super yeah. pious, and yeah. So they, at that point, were already struggling with these refugees being Catholic and having them in their village, which they weren't pumped about. Then you bring in these accusations of witchcraft that are coming in, and this feels like it was like the perfect thing to kick off where there were probably a lot of Catholic people that were accused of witchcraft at that time. Because, mm-hmm. so that... Well, they're the, new, and it didn't start happening until, you know, after they were here. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of an easy... I mean, like, even like Dorothy... So Dorothy Good. So one of the ways that she was implicated and determined she was a witch. You're not going to be able to see me do my quotes every time I say witch, but just assume it's there. They questioned Dorothy Good. She was four years old. She question, She was questioned. Her answers impl- implicated her mom as a witch. Oh, not Dorothy Good's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how is that even a four-year-old? I got a three-and-a-half-year-old, and let me tell you the stories I hear. It's a lot of watch this, look at me, look at me, watch this, watch this. Did you see that? Did you see that? So unless there's a huge developmental leap where he's going to be able to go ahead and tell everything I do between three and a half and four years old, I I got a fucking lightsaber at home. (laughs) If he gets questioned by someone and he's like, my dad has a fire sword. Going to sound weird. Yeah. 
I'm going to be a witch. I got a sword of fire. And not only that, after they use her to get her mom, she also was in prison, wasn't she? They took her in at like four years old. I don't know if they did or not. They did. Because her name was like, her name was very weird. It was like prostitute or prostance or something like that. No, Dorothy. Dorothy's daughter. Oh, no, no. No. Sarah Good was the mom. Dorothy Good was the four-year-old. Oh, okay. I don't, okay, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they may have held her. But here's the thing. I don't, I don't, I want to think, but this is a a shit sandwich. But, like, a four-year-old, like, I don't know, man. I could see them doing that because that happened a lot during this. His, like, um, what was the woman's, um, Putnam, what was her name? She was one of the ones, throughout this whole thing, I mean, there are a lot of people arrested. But, um, I'm trying, I'm racking my brain for her name. Okay, her last name is Putnam. She ends up getting um, implicated or accused of witchcraft. And then her husband, John Putnam, through, I think, trying to just kind of get her out and try to find some way to get her kind of off the hook for this shit, is he ends up getting himself arrested for witchcraft. It's it's just like you said with the wife that and the husband That may have been thing. the one. Yeah, it might have been the Putnams. Um, I don't know if it was. I feel like I I feel like I would have would have recognized that if so, it, that was him. Go it, ahead anyway. It was Dorothy that was arrested. She was arrested when she was four on March twenty fourth, sixteen ninety two. They took her into custody and interrogated her for two straight weeks, and she didn't get out for two months. So she was locked up in jail as a witch at four years old for multiple months. And so if. March 1st was when the first three were arrested. The 12th is when Dorothy was arrested. By May in that exact same year, the number had jumped from 3 to 12, which it went from 0 before that to 3 to 12 in a matter of two months. Like, mm-hmm. things are starting to really get a little bit heavier. Well, and as as more people are getting accused, they start getting accused and the information that they're going off of or testimony, whatnot. Did you see the term, the spectral evidence? Yeah. It's like fucking ghostbusters. So, and that plays perfectly into May 27th. At this point, the Massachusetts governor, William Phipps created a court to handle the witches and that were in prison for the crime of witchcraft Mm -hmm. because they were getting so many people in there that they were getting backlogged in the actual courts. And at the height, in Salem Village, there were about 150 people that were imprisoned on charges of witchcraft. So you have to try to clear out all those spaces. So they brought in this nine-person panel that he assembled to oversee the trials, and it was led by a guy named William Stoughton. And just as you were talking about, one of the things that they were allowing in at this time was the ability to use what was called spectral evidence. Now, spectral evidence is something that the only time I've really ever seen it is on those dumb fucking, like... Ghost hunters. Go- yes, exactly. Those ghost hunting shows always talk about spectral evidence. Mm-hmm. So spectral evidence isn't evidence based upon a physical act or a physical being. It's based upon the spiritual beings that cannot be seen, heard, unless you are the one being haunted by the spectral evidence. So there was a good majority of these people that were convicted on spectral evidence... Of them not actually committing the crimes, but their spirits 
crossing over sometimes state lines to commit these acts against these people. Yeah, and what it was is the testimony was from the people who essentially were the victims, I'm doing the quotes again, of witchcraft, and they claimed to see an apparition or shape of the person who was allegedly causing it. If you're a witch and you're cursing someone, I really don't think you're going to make your fucking spirit or whatever it is look like yourself. Like, what's the common sense in that? Well... I'm not saying that it, it occurred. What I'm saying is, like, that should just be, like, in when they're being tried, be like, what what kind of witch is going to make themselves appear as something that looks like them? Because the person's just going to be like, that person's a witch. And not to like, shit Don't on... try to... That's witchcraft is what you're just saying. You're trying to use smart words and fancy, <laughs> fancy fucking logic. This guy's a witch, too. I don't want to shit on this entire episode that we spent all this time researching and doing, but if all of these people that they accused of being witches were actually witches and all the people that they killed, why would these witches not just figure out a way to get out of jail or curse their jailers mm-hmm. and leave? Like, What's stopping them from they hearing that they're their, accused? They don't have all their witch shit. They don't got their cauldrons and their herbs and their fucking brooms and their black cats and their pointy hats. If you know that you're being accused of being a witch and you have some sort of flying apparatus or you can fly, why would your ass not be out of there the next minute? Yeah, no shit. Like, it's, it just completely, and this is where the ass backward logic comes in, because like what you were talking about, the way that they worded things, the way that they worded questions, one of the very big deals that they believed was that... If you could recite the Lord's Prayer, then you weren't a witch. Any witch wouldn't be able to recite the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. So going back into like what you were talking about at the beginning, beginning, that's just church shit. Didn't someone end up that was accused recite? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to him. Okay, that's right. So another thing too, just kind of just put it in the bucket of stupid shit they would use. Women were physically examined for unique moles, birthmarks, <laughs> etc. That would suggest satanic influence. What the fuck kind of mole? Like, that mole looks funny. That's the devil's mole. So that's exactly what they considered it as. They considered it as a third nipple that you would feed satanic animals with. A mole that looks like that, that they would call the third nipple that you would be able to feed. Does that mean that everybody now that has a third nipple is a witch? Like, that's... I don't know if it's a common thing, but people still have them. I, I, I went to high school I can, and do that at I three was going to say, I can neither say for certain yes or no if that makes them a witch. So you did say how many people were. So there were more than 200 people that were accused. How many did you say were found guilty? Um, I, 30, right? So okay. that's where the numbers kind of get different. I, I was talking about earlier at the height of the panic. So before they got people into the court system, it was around 150 people. Oh, yeah, because people would be – people would actually, when they got accused and arrested, they were just left in jail. Yeah. Until they finally got around to trying them. Now, here's the thing, too, is this this isn't like jail now. This is literally yeah. like a fucking colonial village jail. It's a wood house. Dirt floors. Dirt floors. Probably like a, a wooden bench to sleep on and maybe some metal bars, wood bars. I'm not sure. But you have a whole bunch of people in there. Here's the thing, too. Sickness in a jail like that where everyone is just piled on top of each other, you're going to get people to get sick and die. Yeah. You're not getting any like treatment while you're in there. As far as like, you're maybe getting, I don't even know what you're fucking eating in there. And I, 
I think it was five people ended up dying in prison before they even were tried. Mm-hmm. So you you have that many people that have can't already... survive in jail. No be a witch. Yeah, you had mm-hmm. to have been a witch. You were too far away, like you were talking about, from your cauldrons and your potions yep. and your shit that makes you live you forever. You couldn't suck the life out of all the children in Salem. Yep. So May 27th was when we were talking about Governor Phipps created the court. Um, it was a nine-person panel that was made to oversee these trials. So it was basically like a nine-person jury, and they would hear these cases being brought against them. They would vote on them. One of the ladies on the jury, there was a woman on the jury, which shocked me to begin with, but she was on the panel and she would like bring up these logical arguments during these trials. Like, yeah, no, this that bitch is a witch. This doesn't seem weird. Yeah. But they had trusted her enough to put her on the panel, but they didn't trust her at all to listen to the common sense that she was speaking, mm-hmm. which to me, still, she was a woman at the time. Dude. Yeah. Nobody believed women then. And she Nobody was on there as then. a token, like a, a, it was people, eight people making the decision. They had her on there, so people felt that maybe it was fair. Well, and these other eight people are so riled up by this whole witchery thing. I'm telling you right now, all these people are completely loyal to the Puritan church. Eh. I'm not. These weren't just like eight people. They're like, uh, gather in the square. We're just going to pull eight of you out. No, this was the eight people that were in positions of power in this area. <laughs> it just it, To me, it seems like this was like there was no. There were people later on that were acquitted. But the acquittal rate coming up is just very minimal at best, and especially being able to use spectral evidence. So on June 10th, the first person that was convicted was Bridget Bishop. She was hung in the square in front of the public, and everybody got to see it. And I've never seen someone be hung before, like in all the terribly gross video dives that I've done. I've never actually caught it. Like I've seen it in movies. I think it's, I think for the most part, in at least probably newer movies. I'm guessing that it probably is somewhat accurate. They do Think? it in, yeah, they do it in like Game of Thrones, and it's pretty accurate as far as like uh, there's people that it doesn't break their neck, and so you see them struggling, and then they choke out. And I mean, they're pretty realistic with the makeup and the look. It's a but, graphic scene, but though. for the most part, it you know you drop far enough that it snaps your neck, and then I, I'm pretty sure that's what what it looks like. I don't want to try to jump on wherever you could find an actual video of it. No. Because it's going to, you know, fucking haunt me that yeah. I'm watching a real person. But I think it's pretty safe to assume that if you've seen one in a legitimate movie that it's probably 90%. Mississippi burning type stuff mm-hmm. where they were showing the lynchings down the south. But it, it wasn't enough for the public to see that happen, to be like, oh my God, this is wrong. Maybe we should take a look no, at it. Because it just stirred everybody up. Because they've also, how much of the fear do you think is controlling people at this point? Because if you're seeing neighbors, <laughs> people that you've known throughout the town, sorry about that, man. Sorry. Oh, we got to get better <laughs> ventilation in here. Anyway, you, there's an element, there's got to be an element of the mania but also the fear because they've seen people that they probably are familiar with in town that they don't believe are any different from them. And now these people are being arrested and now they're actually watching somebody be hung based on, if you have common sense, very, very questionable evidence. If, if even able to be questioned at all. And I mean, this kind of her hanging kind of kicked it off when all was said and done um, 14 women and five men, again, probably kind of shocking about the guys, um, were hung. And then another dude, do you have Giles Corey up there? Yeah, he's he's coming up at the end. Okay, so a guy named Giles Corey, he, um, 
he is uh, put to death through a different yeah. method. So we had Bridget going out on the 10th. June 16th, this fella named Roger Footlicker, or Roger Foot Footicker, maybe? Something, I, I like Footlicker. Yeah, Footlicker sounds right. Footlicker. <laughs> he, of all the people that I would say probably didn't deserve this, which would be all of them, I think Roger probably, I don't know. Are we putting him up above Tatuba? Well, did he deserved this. Tatuba ended up getting fucked, and we'll talk about her later. But Roger dies in jail, so he didn't even make it to trial. Mm-hmm. Um he was a self-given title of being a witch hunter himself. Yeah. And it said that he had trained his nine-year-old daughter to kill witch, or that had killed a witch. So I've seen him, this movie. Him being a dickhead for that long got him somehow accused of being a witch. And how do you how yeah, do you, you would have witch? to have that sorcery to be able to find the witches. Yeah. So he got arrested. You can find witches. Must be a witch. Yeah. If you, what's the easiest way to find a witch by being one? That's and that sounds like we're joking, but that's exactly what a lot of this was. Is like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're married to this woman, so you also must be a witch as well. Like, because as soon as, as soon as someone within that family got accused, like with what happened with um, Sarah Good, they're going to question the entire family and be like, well, if she's a witch. Anything that came from her must be a witch. Well, and this is something that I heard brought up a couple different times, and it took probably about the third time for me hearing it to really Mm kind of let it click. But back in those days, there was so much, what would you call it, competition with being a younger teen girl to marry somebody that was more affluent to try to raise your family's Mm -hmm. standards. That if you were maybe like if it was you and two or three other women that were girls at this point that were trying to gain favor from a richer man, mm-hmm. the easiest thing that you could do to get, get them out of the situation, yeah, get rid of that competition. One of the girls was a seventeen. The primary accuser I just read was a seventeen-year-old girl, and, and there were girls that were younger than her. And that's dude, I told you this when I was kind of you asked me kind of what I thought as far as like causes of it, yeah. Looking at this, I mean, there's evidence that the people that were accusing the people that ended up getting um, arrested for witchcraft or put to death, a lot of these, like, they're, um, I'm trying to think, like, firsthand accounts and or things like that from families that lived in the area were like, yeah, these families didn't really like each other. This family was jealous of this family station or was jealous of what this family had, and you know, if anyone out there has a teenage daughter or even, you know, teenage son or anything like or that. Or a rivalry with a family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how many how many girls don't like other girls because they're jealous of them? A lot. And if given the opportunity, how many of them try to discredit them or start rumors? Shit like that. Well, guess what happens if the rumor is that, you know, someone's a witch? And And here's the other thing, too. Is if it even if it like started out as just like saying, well, I think she's a witch or something like that, and then that person gets arrested, we saw what happened if someone tries to go in and recant their statement and say, oh, they're not mm-hmm. a witch, then you're a witch now. So, you know, this fucking girl, dumb as fuck, does this and has then no means of recanting any type of statement. 
So she fucking, this is the, the match in the fucking forest fire. Uh, there's no second guessing once Mm-mm. you do it. And this was something that I forgot to mention earlier. Um, a ways earlier. So good Osborne and Tatuba are the first three that were arrested. Out of those three, Tatuba was the only one that confessed. Mm-hmm. And Tatuba confessed in a way that makes me believe that she knew how dumb these people were. Mm-hmm. Because as she confessed, she explained it as um, basically everything that they wanted to hear. That she was visited by a dark being, and that dark being had asked her to sign her life away, sign her soul away to the devil. And they would be asking her questions where they would be like, so did that person come to you in the form of the devil or like some sort of a a black stranger that you didn't know? And she'd Mm -hmm. be like, stranger. And they'd be like, oh, my God. So when that happened, did they come to you in the night? And she'd be like, yeah, 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 the night. The the night is when it happened. That was when it occurred. And then they'd say, well, did they say anything about attacking other people? And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't me that did this. This was somebody that came and visited me. So I was a victim of this first, mm-hmm. and that's what made me into what I was. It's gone, though. Yeah. Well, and she would say that as a way to personally, I think, be like, hey, I'm a victim of this, too. Like, I know that you're accusing me of what's happening, but I'm a victim of this, too. Yeah. And she knew all these people were sitting there just hanging on her every word. So she fed them every bit of information that she could to satiate them. And then kind of one of the things that was brought up, what she did, um, I I seriously doubt she did this, but she lured girls with tales of sexual encounters with demons. So I would have, you know, being a fly on the wall in that scenario would have loved to hear exactly how that went about. Like, all right, girls, sit down. I'm going to tell you the story of two demons out for a night on the town. They have a couple drinks, you know, feeling each other. They decide to go back to the one of the demons place and pop open a bottle of demon wine. And from then on, once the demon wine is drank and, all and what's even off. like sexual, like sexual encounters, like, and then she held the demon's hand and like blasphemy. The devil's got hands. What does he say off of Dewey Cox? When they're talking about the devil and his rock and roll, he's like, Oh, it's the song. I want to hold your hand. Yeah. And he's like, you know, who's got hands, <laughs> the devil. And he uses them for holding. <laughs> Well, and that's what a lot of this was, because these people that would go in front of these um, this jury, they would be using evidence from the people that they bewitched, allegedly. Like, they, they would be asking them, like, so did this person come? And this is where spectral evidence comes in, mm-hmm. because a good majority of these cases were people saying, well, they didn't actually come to it physically. They came to me as their demonic spiritual self and tried to get me that way, to the point where, like... When they would bring these accusers into the courtroom. It's the most ass-backwards way of an alibi. Because you could have the alibi and be like, she was home. Be like, she was home. But her demon smoke baby was, you You got to watch Game of Thrones. This happens in Game of Thrones. There's this witch lady that gives birth to this black demon that goes and kills a dude. But like that kind of sounds like what they're saying is there's this apparition or something like that that looks like them so... Regardless of where you were or how many people were around you, you could be there because you have this demon twin smoke thing that's causing all this shit. Well, I'm not a good person to probably lay this on because I'm pro-witch. I feel like if you can fuck with 
somebody that's very religious like that and get a rise out of them. Plus, witches are going to be a much better hang than these people that mm-hmm. are super religious. Like they're they're going to be more on the fun side of things. So I'm I'm pro witch. You've in seen pretty all this, much. You've all seen scenarios. all the sexy witches on Halloween. Yeah. Minus um, Hocus so, Pocus, I'm pretty much pro witch. Sabrina, great. Yeah, who was that? Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's a national. Even the treasure. two, even the two like ants were hot. Yeah. I think that's what happens is like when you're that age, you're like Melissa Joan Hart's where it's going. Now you watch that show and you're like, it was the ants. True. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your taste as you grow older. What other what other witches do we have in popular? SJP was a smoke when she was in Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the slutty one. And when you go back and look at it now, like, oh, yeah, that's why she was so attractive back then. And she liked kids, which mm-hmm. as a kid, what better? I don't know if you were really interested in that. You know what? That at the same time, yes, that did. If you saw it when you were twelve or thirteen, yeah. those thoughts started coming. There in. There was an awakening that happened. You really, you got super <laughs> excited for Disney Channel in October. Can you imagine all the kids whose sexual awakening was Sarah Jessica Parker and the Disney Channel? There's a reason why I think that costume <laughs> is still popular. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And it was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the other two were woof, but she was fantastic. I don't know, man. There's something about Bette Midler. She, they really, like her in real life was much better looking. They really mm-hmm. witched her up, which I, I also, why do witches get such a bad name? Why do they always have to have warts? Is it because they deal with toads a lot? Like what, what is that? You just what? make them as unappealing as possible. Yeah. And you want the scare factors so the long nose, different mm-hmm. things like that is, is going to play a factor. But so when they would bring these accusers in, they would have them look at whoever they had accused and would immediately like start twisting in their chair or they would start screaming things out. Like it was a total show. And I'm sure like you talked about earlier, there's no such thing as like recanting your statement at that point. Once you've said something, you have to go with it or else they're going to say that you are a witch. Mm -hmm. And so many of these people were convicted on evidence that spectral evidence that we were talking about where it, it wasn't anything physical. It was just whatever you could make up to get these people convicted. Um, so getting back into the timeline a little bit after Footlicker died in jail, June 16th was that day. June 30th um, to early July, there were 13 women that were convicted and five of them were put to death via hanging. So luckily eight of them made it out of there, but five of them still got home. What happens to the ones that are convicted and let, I mean, it's obviously, I'm, you know, it should go without saying that they were in a much better opposition than the ones that got put to death. I'm just wondering, like, what what was, like, if they were convicted, it was obviously, <clears throat> sorry, it was obviously determined that they were guilty of witchcraft. But then were they just like, okay, you got to fucking leave? I think they were sent back to jail, and it probably, and I, I can't get in these people's heads, but maybe the ones that were sent back to jail and not killed immediately were the ones where the question or where the stories were a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. Like they were sent back for a later date to be killed because maybe their stories weren't as concrete. They wanted to get the ones that these witches had either they confessed knew. or nailed yeah. down. They wanted to get them out of there. Okay. So that happens uh, early July. July 25th, um, there were a ton of people. I want to say it was like 20 or something like that. That were accused of meeting in a satanic meadow. It, it was yeah they were they met in a meadow for a satanic basically like a a sing along maybe mm-hmm. something like that, 
and something outside of that Puritan yeah norm. So it kind of seems like at this point anything outside their Puritan norm was witchcraft. So that's kind of what it seems like it's been established. And they yeah they ended up questioning a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter in this where they were all three accused of being witches. They were all three accused of being meadow or at the meadow for this meeting. And devil then, meadow, devil meadow. That sounds like, that sounds cool place. Yeah. I'd want to go there and mm-hmm. check out, see what's going on in devil mm-hmm. meadows. But eventually through enough questioning, it comes out that this fellow named George Burroughs, who was one of the previous ministers that they hadn't let into the role. Mm hmm. Was the one, one of the that priest were, three guys? Yeah. Okay. Was one of the guys that they were meeting with. So he was the satanic figure that was the witch that was trying to get them to sign their souls away. Mm-hmm. So oh, they arrest and his ass. Of course, ass. He, has, he has motive. Mm-hmm. He has a grievance against the town. So they bring him in as another witch. He gets accused. He gets convicted. And this was January 25th, August 19th. So less than a month later, five people were hung, including Burroughs. And before Burroughs got hung, he did what he had to do to try to prove it. He recited the Lord's Prayer while he was on the gallows. Mm -hmm. And once he did it, everybody in the crowd was like, well, we were told. You just hear the collective gasp as he finishes it. Like, (gasps) oh, my God, he's not a witch. Mm -hmm. The way that they fix that is the guy that was in charge of the panel, uh, Stoughton, says, well, the devil is the reason that he was able to recite that. Like it wasn't on him. It of wasn't course. that he was a minister Solid or a man argument. of the cloth. Mm-hmm. The devil made him do it. So he still ends up getting hung. He just and looks at the, what do they call the guy? The the hangman, I guess the guy yeah. that throws the switch just looks at me. He's like, everyone good with that? Just gives him the thumbs up. Pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. Everything goes. So I think hopefully maybe at that point, him doing that kind of helped things out because there were these two people that were a part of Massachusetts before, and they must have been pretty big leaders. Um, the son's name was Reverend Cotton Mathers, and they played a part. Let me find it here. They were on the side of the accused, right? No, oh, they, they were? originally increased Mathers. Mathers before. The, yeah, he was the dad. Yes. So before Cotton was the son. Before any of this had happened, uh, where was it? There were, in 1688, there were four sicknesses of children, um, I think it was in Boston, and Cotton Mather was the lead on that to get these women killed. So he had already had a little bit of understanding of witchcraft and all that kind of stuff. He's like the Johnny Cochran of accusing witches, of Mm -hmm. getting them convicted, okay. And he also agreed that the Lord's prayer that was recited by the guy was just the devil's work. Um, after that, I like how they just keep changing like on the fly, the qualifications. Oh, but wait, we know we said previously they could say that, yeah. that they're not a witch, but just got a fax from God. He said <laughs> that the devil can also recite that as well. So yeah, good to go. And this was somebody also outside of the township that was giving credence to it. Like this is, this is what's going on everywhere else. So we've seen this other way or other places. And in all of Massachusetts, right around there, they had had almost 700 people that had been accused of witchery in the state of Massachusetts. So this wasn't just tied into this one area. It was happening everywhere else. There just weren't the 
the killings that were going along with it. Can you imagine if there was any way to like share news? Like if there was actual like news that reached other places and they're like, what the fuck is going on in Massachusetts? <laughs> like you guys are just arresting people for fucking, fucking witchcraft. They're like, yeah, aren't you guys doing the same issue too? They're like, no, cause it's horseshit. We've already moved on past this. Mm-hmm. We understand that this isn't quite the big deal that you guys are making it. Like this is something that happened in England beforehand. And somehow you guys have brought it over here, even though we wanted to be somebody different, but we're still like we've moved past witchery. You guys are still on this. That's weird. We're on to textiles now, man. We're growing cotton. We're trying to grow shit. Hemp. <laughs> we're growing. <laughs> we're growing hemp yeah. and cotton and all this kind of shit. Every person that's killed is another person that can't provide. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there? And I, I guess this is a, the only bright, more well, one of the only bright spots I can think of in this is, despite kind of the cultural belief around this, no one was burned at the stake. No. Everyone was hanged. That had to have been something else. Well, not, every, not everyone was not, hanged. Sorry. One wasn't. That. But, but yeah, the burning at the stake, I guess. I wonder when that was brought in. Because we saw it in, was it, our, yeah, it was the Knights Templar. It was our last that's one what, before That's that. why I think it was in my mind. Is because I was thinking, yeah, like, oh, they were burning back then. This is, but no, they didn't, they weren't doing that at this time. And maybe that was more of an old English punishment than that made it, didn't make it over here or something. But that may be where it comes up in pop culture. I don't, so, want to be, I don't want to be morbid, but it takes a lot more resources to burn somebody at the stake than to just tie a rope around their neck and much slower process. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you're probably also going to get some people if you start burning people. I know it's it's apples and apples because um, it's both going to result in, in death. But I think if you start burning people's neighbors or friends or acquaintances in front of them to the amount that they did. It's a lot harder people. to swallow. You're going <clears> to, <throat> yeah, you're going to have a lot. You're, I think you're going to have people speaking out, mm. especially if you have people that are burning. And if anyone can, you know, through that, be like, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Like you're going to, it's going to turn, you know, public opinion is going to kind of shift, I think. Yeah. Um, finally, out of the error of their ways, I would like to think, and this is all still within the year, increase Mathers, Cotton's papa comes out and convinces the governor that moving forward, we are just going to focus on people that we have concrete evidence. Spectral evidence is now banned from this, this court. Like How, and the fact that this all happened within the course of a little over a year, that to me, this isn't like, this isn't like it happened 50 years ago and now they're like, okay, new precedent in the law. This shit couldn't have been like, enacted like eight months prior and all these people could have not died. I mean, I'm sure they still would have found a way to kill some of these people, but had that not been, if it was, if it was not allowed going forward at that point, then it was obviously them acknowledging that it was not usable eight months ago. Well, and him, I'm not going to get this right because I should have written it down. And this is just kind of a high verbatim of what he said, but he said something along the lines of that. He would rather let a, good witch or a witch being accused go free than seeing one innocent person be killed because of being a witch. So Mm -hmm. at that point he had really thought it through. And again, these sympathies only really shifted within a year. So like you say, there wasn't a long track record of seeing it to be like, Hey, maybe we jumped the gun a tad on this whole idea. Well, what I'm saying though, is if, if, 
someone was able to look at this just eight months or, you know, whatever the time frame within a year after it started, it's not, you know, I guess my thought process on it is like, you would think you would have, you know, evolution or the development of like these like type of like laws or I guess changes in what's acceptable. You think these things would take longer, which I'm glad they didn't. But in this situation, because it was enacted so quickly, why was this even allowed previously? They jumped the gun. It was. They, and they realized it was too quick. But I think it was because it was so insulated. So this yeah. was only happening in Salem or like for the most part, the, the famous part of the, you know, the well-known part of the Salem witch trials took place within Salem village, Salem town. But like, I think once word got out of what was going on there to more educated people and people that maybe, cause again, I think that the control of these towns, this town and village was controlled by, sorry, I got a coughing on <coughs> hmm. it was basically controlled by the people within the church, you know, the, yeah. the Puritans. Once you got someone from the outside coming in and saying, yeah, you guys can't do this. That's not real. Then it kind of, it kind of shifted. Well, and they see too, because <coughs> if you think about it within a year, if there were a hundred people that were just accused in that time period within the year and you see 25 people that have died as a result of it. That's true. That's a fairly large number of deaths happening in one small village at a time. So everybody like you're talking about is probably like, Whoa, these people have gone nuts. We we jumped the gun. on. I wonder how many people got lit out almost immediately following that. Like, was it something where do you have that? Yeah. So we'll we'll get to that. Okay. So, and this happened, uh, these last, it happened in August. Um, September 9th, there were six more villagers that were condemned. One of those villagers, um, that was supposed to be a part of that was a guy named Giles Corey. Giles Corey on September 6th, before they were condemned, refused to go in front of the trial. He refused to be a part of it. He didn't sham. Yeah. He knew exactly what was going on. So instead of being hung, they did something called pressing, pressing. Yeah, dude. Pressing seems like a crazy thing to do to another it's, human being. It's legitimately like one of the oldest methods really? of torture and execution. Oh, yeah. Like, think of how basic it is. Like, all yeah. you need to do that is you didn't even used to need. So, okay. So, pressing basically, it's, um, you've probably seen it in TV shows, movies. Um, it's where they lay someone on their back and then they put a plank of wood over them about the size of their body. And then they add weight to it, whether it be stones or most likely I think it's stones. But the simple fact that all you would need, and you don't even have to have the plank of wood, but the simple fact that all you need is basically stones to do this, guess what's really abundant everywhere in the world? It's stones. fucking rocks. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, like, and it's not to be confused with being stoned to death because that would involve people chucking rocks at mm. you until someone, hit, you fucking lucked out and someone hit you in the head and killed you. Um, I'm trying to think, they called it something else aside from pressing. It's pretty biblical. It, it happens, I think, at several points in the smushing in the Bible. <laughs> smushing that has a different, <laughs> a different, <laughs> a different meaning. Now. Yeah, I got smushed to death. Yeah. So this guy, Giles Corey, I got to give him a hell of a lot of credit too, because this man was eighty years old. He survived for two days. Yeah, of and being they, yeah, they don't crush you all at once. It's no, not like just it's a something slow really, build. Up. They add periodically. They add more weight. So. It, it, the first, it's uncomfortable, then it just crushes you and kills you slowly. 
as they're going through this and adding more weight, before they do it every single time, the sheriff would crawl up onto the board and look directly down in Guile's face, and he'd say, do you want to plead innocence or do you want to plead guilt? Every single time, Guile's looked back up to him, and he smiles, and he goes, more weight. And it got to the point to where he was barely able to say it, and obviously he wasn't smiling anymore. Mm-hmm. But the sheriff would take his cane and have to push Guile's tongue back in his mouth because he was so squeezed. He lived through this for two fucking days before he finally expired at 80 years old. I wonder what, like, what what happens at that point? Like, are you able to support, like, your body is breaking, but it's still able? You know, like, when they do the thing, they're like, the feather floats down and Uh finally it hits it and it snaps whatever's underneath it. Like that's just the amount of weight. I wonder if it comes down to like, if it's, I mean, you know, the, the weight over the long period of time definitely contributes to it. But I wonder if it's like that last stone that your body's just like, nope. And it just crushes you. I think it's just eventually you finally get to the point of weight where your lungs can't keep, you either can't breathe or your body can't pump blood because you're, Mm-hmm. your legs are so compressed and yeah yeah if your lungs can't get you that last breath it has to be you have to asphyxiate at that point i would think would be how that would die because like it getting, wouldn't just completely mash you flat like john voigt from anaconda yeah. just crushed to death yep. um so that again shout out to giles because that's that was a studly effort um the day after he got uh, pressed September 17th. There were nine more that were condemned and hanged. And that brought our total up to 19 hung, one pressed, and then the five that died in prison. So, so 25 people had died within the span of February when this began to September 17th. Do you think this was kind of the time frame that all these people have? The, it seems like they kind of rushed it. Like they started oh, just yeah. to try everyone. The spectral evidence thing that getting that thrown out was that before September 9th? Yeah. Okay. So, so they think- they were focusing at that point on people that were just admitting that they were a witch, which or or they had different evidence. Yeah. And, and I think part of it probably was they thought, okay, well, if they got if they just threw out spectral evidence being banned. If they look into this anymore, what if they start throwing out other evidence that's going to let these people off? Mm-hmm. Let's just fucking hurry up and kill them, and then once they come back, be like, sorry, like. You guys are too late. Well, I think it was a mix of that, and then I think it was a mix of going back to how they did the Templars. When you bring somebody in for questioning, that ain't just questioning. You're no. you're sliding shit under your fingernails. It's torture at that point to mm-hmm. get whatever you want out of those people. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure these aggressive questioning. These people that were admitting to guilt at that point were probably being tortured into admitting that they were being guilt mm-hmm. or that they were found guilty. Um luckily we come up with the plan that had solved how this whole thing was going to be fixed. Because in October of 1692, uh, Massachusetts governor, the, uh, what was his name? Phipps. Phipps's wife gets accused of being a witch. And when Phipps's wife gets accused of being a witch, he immediately says, nah, no more. I'm not going to see my wife go down this way because people accused her of being a witch. I know she's not a witch. I'm your governor. Mm-hmm. You need to listen to me. You, you done accused the wrong bitch. Mm-hmm. So that basically puts an end to it. After that, there were 16 more people that were indicted on being witches. But a few months after everybody that was still being held or held in jail, mm-hmm. 
was basically let off the hook. They they got clemency, whatever you want to call it, but they were released. Everybody except for one. Tatuba. Tatuba ended up being held in prison because being a slave, she didn't have the money to pay the shackle fees that were charged on that she inmates. previously accrued yep. from them keeping her in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, of course, Samuel Paris, who still believes that his daughter and niece were both bewitched by Tatuba, refuses to pay to get her out. Yeah, and the thing is, is what makes him... I get he's blaming it on that. And, of course, he's not going to pay the money to have her brought out. He can just probably get another slave for cheaper. Yeah. How the fuck does it make sense that they obviously had her, unless they had just got her on their way up to Salem. He had had her as a servant and a slave prior to that. Oh, way before. So why did she just wait to go to Salem to start cursing people? Mm-hmm. It, it, none of it makes any sense. And even the shit This that is they, a situation in which I, I wish there was someone here on this with us that, like, believed that that was all yeah. accurate just to have a counterpoint. Cause like the point is like, it's so fucking ridiculous and any con- you know, any person with any type of sense is going to be like, yes, it is ridiculous. So it makes like an argument on the matter completely void. If we had a time machine to bring somebody from that time oh here to God. have them explain it to We'd us, be witches, hey, hey. Just, <laughs> I'm not going to do an interview with witches. Just to listen to the reasoning would be incredible. Be like, here, here, smoke this and sit down. We got some questions for you. Like I say, I, I didn't take note of the years afterwards that Massachusetts tried to, like, right their wrong. But it happened, I want to say it was in the 1700s, where like, hey, everybody that was brought in on these tri- or charges and everybody that was indicted, we're just going to wipe your record clean. Everything's going to be okay. I can't imagine trying to get a job after that, knowing that that's on your criminal record. That's, like you just have exactly, to move. That's the first thing I was thinking is like, yeah, sure. You got let out, but everyone now is going to suspect <laughs> that you're a fucking witch. So you're having to relocate. <laughs> and then, <sighs> and where are you in a, like, this isn't like relocating like it is today. It's a pain in the ass. It would be today. If you own a house and all that kind uh. of stuff, you got to go and start over somewhere. There wasn't that many places to start over where probably no. your name hasn't already spread around at least a 20 square mile area. You got to go to Virginia or you're trying like to, yeah, you have to, and you don't know what you're going to fucking do in Virginia. You've only lived here and your family's only lived here for your entire life. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it was like a hundred years after that, they issued an apology, something to that effect and Sorry. gave like reparations. I think it was like 600 shekels or some shit like that. Shillings. To, shillings. Yeah. Maybe to the families of the people that were affected by this, which at that point it's like, we're past this. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you're trying to make up for it as mm-hmm. hard as you are. And then in like 1952, Hey, we're sorry. We killed your grandma. Here's a little bit of money to yeah, make it here's better. A, here's a check. And I, I want to say it was 1952. I could be very far off. I know it was like sort of modern times. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts issued a blanket apology to all the families. Like, you're like 300 years off of this. What in the fuck is a blanket apology going to do? Like, you're just still trying to thwart just all those people. Just in case it like, hasn't been made clear over the last 300 years. We were wrong. <laughs> so any of you that have any of those people in your family, your family lineage or anything... We're sorry. FYI, there's no shillings this time. And 
on the off chance that one of these people actually was a witch mm-hmm. and is somehow still alive three hundred years. Blanket, was it a blanket apology or was it? Um, did it have the names? It may have had the names. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if they're going to even fucking do that, they better put the goddamn names. Yeah. Of so every at least then I can be arrested. like, see, my fucking great Nene or <laughs> great Gam Gam wasn't a fucking witch. <laughs> I like I say on the off chance that maybe one of those witches was still alive. They were saying sorry. Like what? What? What do you mean the off chance? It was 300 years. I know, but they're witches. Oh, so oh if you have like some sort of a potion that lets you live forever or something like that, like what what other reason would there be? That's a fucking movie. Ooh, that's a good movie. Oh, well, there was some movie that they made about this and I don't remember. Like, like a, the hanger. It's a, like one of the women, the well-known women, the hanger. And then like after they bury her, she like digs her way out. And then you get to follow her oh. throughout throughout her time. I like that. As a witch. That's a good idea. Yeah, she just, she lives through all the different times, mm-hmm. like the Revolutionary Ooh, War and everything. Like the witch is back. No, yeah. that is the, isn't that the, that's the Hocus Pocus. Which is still well, here. That's the second Hocus Pocus, probably. The other thing, too, that's so crazy about this is how much it's been, you know what, let's, let's do the last part about, like, the conspiracies, and then I want to go into, like, how we view witches today. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, go into, do you want to start out on the, the, do you have any other, outside of the one we talked about with the Ergot, do you have any other conspiracies or theories on it? Um, I don't really know, because I feel like this is, again, this whole overarching theme is the conspiracy theory here is just dumb. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Is it just it is. stupidity? It's just clinically dumb people that can't figure anything else out besides religion and them trying to be like higher up in society. I think it's stupidity and it's fear. The people that could cause fear were the stupid ones. Yeah. And I, so they I, were I able to and put a whole lot into fear, but that does make sense. It, yeah. It's control, man. Like how many people in this, in these scenarios that lived in these like colonial villages were almost wholly dependent on like people within the church or if you got ostracized from the church, how much did that cut you out of that, um, like the benefits? Like if it was a really cold winter and people were trying to help each other out, pool resources, do you think the people that are well-regarded in the church and those higher standing people are going to get taken care of? Or do you think the people that really don't go to church that much and maybe are a little questionable, those are the people that like, you know, maybe it's not so bad if the winter takes these people. Yeah. You know, upset, upset purity, purity factor in the area that they were so keen on well and playing into the into the main conspiracy theory that i have playing into that is in 1691 so the year before all this happens they had had a very wet year come harvest time so one of their main sustenances that they had was wheat rye barley all these different things and throwback to the uh, MK Ultra episode. Also, throwback to uh, Homer. Was, Homer was it Homer? Yeah, I told you, man. Like this, I, I it feel just like, keeps repeating yeah, itself. What's the? Um, it's a movie or TV show. I might be imagining it, where they look through pictures and the same person is in different pictures throughout history. I feel like I've oh. seen that in like a TV show, and they're trying to figure out if this person's like immortal or something like yeah. that. I know they do it in it. They, they're looking back through pictures and they see Pennywise in the background mm-hmm. of all these like paint. But I feel like there's another movie where 
some guys like immortal throughout history and they're looking through pictures and like that's that person. They oh Wonder Woman did it too. Yeah. There's a lot of different different times that that's happened. But I feel like that's what Urgot is. I feel like yeah. Urgot is this thing that comes into play at certain points throughout history and I mean because it does come, you know, into play throughout history, of course, you know, written history written elaborate history doesn't exist to these people yet. So they're unable to know what this could possibly be if this didn't happen within their lifetimes. No. And for everybody that doesn't remember, ergot is a fungus that grows on wheat, barley, rye, all these different grains. And it's a fungus that's caused by a wetting of the grains as they're stored and it grows and it grows. And ergot is the main ingredient in LSD. It's lysergic acid and lysergic acid mm-hmm. dithiamide. So it's, it's a hallucinogenic drug. And so like Adam was saying, it thrives in cold winter, New England, followed by a wet spring, New England, and the symptoms that a person suffering from like ergot poisoning might um, suffer, paranoia, hallucinations, twitches, spasms, cardiovascular trouble, stillborn children, it weakens the immune system. And then also, let's see, there was one other thing that I was talking about. Oh, what they were saying is that if you have even mild ergot poisoning, it's, it, I, I would think it may, might be akin to maybe like a small dose or like a moderate dose of mushrooms, yeah. hallucinogenic, you would be stoned. But the simple fact that like these people wouldn't know what that is, it's very, I would assume for them, it's very easy just to point at like, it's sorcery, it's witchcraft, you're possessed. Well, and no, you're just rolling. <laughs> back to MK Ultra, they didn't know what was going on when they were being dosed unknowingly too. Mm-hmm. So we've seen it later on in life. But you had people looking for that, knowing yeah. that that's what would happen. You had, these people didn't understand, you know, this is still back in the time when if you got some type of like a disease that they weren't aware of, it was like, he probably needs le- leeches mm-hmm. or you know what? That finger doesn't look very good. Okay. Here's the options. We can either cut the finger off or we can just cut away all of that dead shit that doesn't look right. Which one do you want to do? And maybe if we don't cut your finger off, you lose your whole arm. Mm-hmm. So getting back to the kind of the, the people that were accused in this scenario, um, the Parises weren't well off just because he was a minister and just because he was ordained. Eventually the people stopped paying his salary. Mm-hmm. So all of the money that they had was going towards sustenance and food to keep them alive. So they were going to be dependent on a diet that was mostly grains and not as much meat. I, I think that's the case for almost everybody here though. If I, you're thinking about the standpoint of just like bread, I, like rye bread that they made, how many, well, it, it, it was it, cheap. People can make it. What I'm saying is that like it was probably, you know, you have a couple fields that get have the fungus on them. How many people are within that those townships and villages are eating bread from that field? Because I guarantee one person's out harvesting all that and then not selling it for money to buy other stuff. You're not just going to live off that rye. You have to have you have to take it and you have to sell it for maybe like livestock or something like that. So it wouldn't take much a couple fields that are close to each other growing together. Get this? It gets sold around, traded around, baked into bread. Well, everything's being stored together. So yeah. that ergot's going to be able to spread. Mm-hmm. My main thought is that 
the reason some people that were accusing were so much heavier was because they were given much more concentrated doses of it. So like there were some people in town that would probably eat like a rye porridge or something like that, maybe two, three times Mm -hmm. a week. If you don't have the money to subsist a diet on anything else, you're constantly being repoisoned by that ergot, Mm -hmm. which is building up in your system, which is causing you to act crazier, which is causing you to go nuts. Whereas some people that might go like two, three days on that and get that poisoning, Mm -hmm. they're going to immediately jump to the witch conclusion faster. Mm -hmm. But then as they get away from the poisoning, they could be the ones that are like, well, I just did that in because I was going crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I did that because I was out of my mind yeah. and forgot at that point. So I don't think everybody got the full poisoning like the Parises did because mm-hmm. even after um, all three of the witches had faced trial, the girls still weren't in great health. They no. still had issues that were going on. So that could have been a longer amount of ergot that they were being fed. But just the simple fact... Well, I mean, if it weakens, here's the thing too, is if it does, it says it seriously weakens your immune system, that could have led them to just being susceptible to other illnesses and just remaining sick. Yeah. And it wouldn't, here's the thing too, is like, yeah, the whole village doesn't have to get dosed by this, but if enough people get dosed by it, which they've, they've done studies. So I think it was like the University of Houston or something back in 1976 found the first evidence that the Salem witch trials followed an outbreak of rye ergot. So, I mean, there's evidence that suggests that ergot um, outbreak did happen in that area prior to the Salem Witch Trials. And I'm not saying that this place wasn't kind of like already a powder keg maybe looking for something. Mm-hmm. But this this is, I think, the the most believable situation. But that that doesn't let anybody off the hook. What that just basically means is that the victims were the ones that got ergot poisoning and then in there, of course, you're going to fucking hallucinate if you're on, you know, if you're on ergot, which, like you said, that's how they developed LSD. Uh, yeah. As somebody who's dabbled with LSD in my life, I can see how this is happening. You want to know where a safe place away from all the hallucinogens is? Under the furniture, probably. Yep. It's going to be demons and things that are manifesting themselves out of nowhere. But the one thing that I would say points to this more than anything is the fact that it was a crop yield for the year that eventually later on down the line they got out of. Like this didn't happen. It wasn't a a five or ten year thing. Mm -hmm. It was just those crops that they had subsisted on. By the time the new crops had come in to come in, you know, the the August, Mm -hmm. the Octobers, everywhere like that, people really started like smartening up to what was going on, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's when they started to drop this. So I could totally see that that one year of crop yield that was affected by it Mm -hmm. was what caused it. And then as a new crop yield came in that didn't have the ergot in it, that was when people started to be like, holy shit, what did we just do for the last year? I don't even know if it was the what did we do for the last year. What I think it ended up turning around to be is that... I'm saying you're right in your your thought process yeah. that the next crop yield comes around. It doesn't have the ergot in it. Everyone kind of returns to normal or not so much that everyone turns to normal. You don't get instances of this occurring that can be pointed to witchcraft. I think on the side of the fucking Puritans, I think what they probably how they framed it is they were like, we've gotten rid of all the witches. See, it obviously worked by getting rid of all the witches. No more sick people, no more witches. That's that's how to explain it. 
Yeah, and granted, we have the benefit of hindsight and looking back on it, and I'm sure if they had had the ability to know, like, what ergot was and what poisoning was and all that kind of stuff back then, they probably would have jumped quicker on being like, hey, this was a fucking crazy thing that we did. Maybe we really need to repent and think about what we did. Hey, where's your bread come from? Yeah. Yeah. Which, nowadays, we look at that all the time because you see, like, listeria outbreaks or... People pooping in the... It's called investigating. Yeah. But we have the ability to go back and look and see, like, what certain Mm -hmm. fields that these outbreaks came from or, like, Oh, yeah, you can pinpoint it down to an exact, almost like a town or a district within the town or even sometimes if it, you know, you can get it down to a person. A certain field. You know, what did they call it? Patient zero? Yeah. Well, they had... What was the last one that happened at... uh, Was it Chipotle? Where they were finding the... It might have been a listeria outbreak. And they were able to that pin... That stuff makes you shit enough as it is. They don't yeah. need any help. <laughs> no, but it, after a couple of days, usually it subsides. Mm-hmm. But This does not. They were able to pinpoint it down to the exact fields that those came from. Mm-hmm. So our thought process now as to tracking these things down is so much better. So I don't know if I can really blame them for not coming forward faster, but I can 100% blame them for everything else because they were... Like, they they spurred this on, and it wasn't, you know, not all of them were crazy, like you said. Not all of them had ergot poisoning. Mm -hmm. Everybody else that went along with it, that was okay with it, that was just like, hey, maybe they really are witches. Those are the assholes that really, I think, kind of kept this going. Because if you have enough people in the village, they're like, this is nuts. What in the fuck are we actually doing here? I still think in that situation, you don't have people that doesn't come out as whispers. Once this stuff kicks off and people start getting the fact that it's serious... I think that shuts a lot of people up from saying anything out loud where anyone would hear them just outside of their own homes. Like a mob mentality at that point. Yeah, man. I just I think you go into self preservation mode at that point. Yeah. So what would you have after that? Oh, I was going to try to end this on a little bit lighter note since this has been kind of a a bummer with everyone dying and the assholes getting to live. I was going to go through some of pop culture's most popular witches, and you can tell me if you like them or not. We'll go with uh, Hermione. Yes. Okay. Definite. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up on that. Okay. What about Ursula, the sea witch from Little Mermaid? Never saw it. Was she bad? Well, yeah, she was the bad guy, but she was, uh, she had like a squid bottom. Yeah. I don't know. Might be interesting. Yeah. All right. I think we've already discussed the witches of Hocus Pocus, Sarah Jessica Parker being the, uh, the winner there. Oh, Samantha from Bewitched. Was that the one that would yeah, wiggle her nose? She's pretty great. What she about was uh, pretty good looking? What about I Dream of Genie? Is that a witch or is that a She's genie? She's a genie. Okay, something different. So I think same thing. She was hot too. Barbara yeah. Eden. Yes. God, I used to watch Nick and Nugget a lot. Okay, let's see. Who else do we got here? We have. You never watched uh, The Witcher, did you? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, well, there's some witches on that. Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, I'm a big she fan of her. Like her. By a house. She was. See, she was the. She got stereotyped. The other one, though, the good witch. Ooh, Glenda. Is that Glenda. her? Yeah. yeah, she was good. I'd say that that was probably 50-50 on The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Uh, Sabrina, I think we're both in the same camp of yes on. Winner. I guess that's really all the most common ones. Let's see who else we got. Oh, I guess we got Meryl Streep played a witch, so I'm going to pass on that. But yeah, I think they're... So, okay, so what I'm kind of getting at here is that... Witches have kind of fallen out of style. 
Yeah, there's still a few shows that'll um, that remember that American Horror Story. I think they're still doing it. One yeah. of the seasons was um, about uh, like a coven of witches. It was actually it, it wasn't too bad. Blair oh. Witch, uh, Practical Magic. Do you remember that movie? Nicole uh-huh. Kidman, Sandra Bullock. Again, attractive witches. Here's what I'm getting at. This is one of those things where, despite the horrible history, and I'm not saying it's like ancient history. This isn't Macedonia. This isn't Egypt. This is, you know, 300 years ago, 400, I guess now, closer to that. But we've completely taken this thing that would have, you know, people put to death at even kind of the slightest inclination or piece of evidence and... In true fashion, we've completely just turned it into entertainment. Sexualized it a little it's bit. It's been every, most of the witches on there are hot. Yeah. Like you don't get ugly witches anymore. But yeah, it's been, you know, it's gimmicky now. Like there are, you know, people that are into the, is, is it witchcraft? What do they call it? Like what's kind of the term they use? It's more like paganism. Yeah. So th- there's a few, um, there's pagan witches. There is Wiccan. That's what the I was Wiccan for, religion. Wiccan. And Wiccan is actually what they consider religion. Yeah, I I had a run which, in with a Wiccan that I which, don't good for care them. To repeat. You but. can if if you get to make up religions about space lizard kings and be tax exempt from that. Do you think Wiccans are tax exempt? I would assume so. They have to be big enough. We I don't know. Maybe they don't give a shit about taxes because they're not really tied up in like the governmental world. See, that's a religion that I would dabble and put my feet into and just kind of dip my toes in and be like, hey, what are you guys about? What do you guys do? What are your get-togethers like? Uh, the paganism, yes. Wiccan is a little too far out there for is me. It? Like Because paganism isn't what people assume it is. Paganism is the worship of like old gods, like nature gods, mm-hmm. and like the environment and stuff like that. They do believe in like some sorcery and things like that, though, yeah. I think. Of course, you got to keep it spicy. Whereas... Wiccans deal with like animal blood and sacrifices, okay. and pentagrams. Yeah, I'll stay. Like, I'll stay with the the pagan side then. Little too far out there for me. I said, dip my toes. Yeah, I, I'm not diving in. It's definitely something where if you could sit down with the Wiccan for like two hours, I could fill that two hour space. Goth, with questions. goth girls are in right now. Yeah, I, and they were oddly enough. I probably when you were in high school too, like that mm-hmm. was kind of a thing. I don't know if it was like maturity levels and trying to find your way in the world or what. But. You look back on those times and you look back like when you were at that age and you look back and you're like, I bet that chick was really interesting. Oh yeah. I bet yep. she was into some, I bet she was into some shit. Well, and then you have like South Park joking about like them going to Denny's at two o'clock in the morning and ordering black coffee mm-hmm. and all that kind of crazy fun stuff that they did and the dancing and the music. And that's, I, to me, that's another one of those offshoots where, like, goth music, I don't know if it's still big, but for a while there, it was, like, mm-hmm. decent stuff. Like, black metal and all that kind of stuff. Not decent as far as something I listened to that was yeah. good, but it had a following. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of weird to think that this wasn't so far removed in our history. The fact that this is, like, part of our history, that, like, people want to, I guess this will kind of go off on a tangent, but I, I won't go too deep on it. This is the same, oh, I'm going to wreck my brain on this. When was the um, Constitution, Declaration of Independence? 1776. 1776. Okay, not not too far removed from that. No. But the same people who could have been a generation removed from these types of people could have been the same people that were establishing the bylaws that we still adhere to today. (laughs) Like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. 
<laughs> people that believe in witchcraft or some of this shit might have been people putting pen to paper when it came to fucking <laughs> determining how our country was going to be run. And if it wasn't them, they had had a heavy influence mm-hmm. prior to yeah. all this stuff. Happened. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, there's a lot of things in our history as Americans that we don't always lean on. Like you, if you're just thinking about like the declaration of independence in the Salem witch trials, like together in a thought, mm-hmm. it takes a different leap of thinking to jump from where you just came from. But once you do, it's like, this is logical. Like mm-hmm. this isn't a surprise by any means. All men are created equal there. except witches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scratch that out. We're past that. Most that. Yes. Most of us are past that. Can I get a vote on the witches? All right. The vote <laughs> the vote fails. Not in. No. All right. You got anything else on this? No. I, this is just a, it's been a, a head scratcher to see some of this stuff. And no, you that, think it was stupid. Like you knew it was stupid that there was no basis on it, but then you read and it's even less of a basis than what yep. you initially believed. Yeah. It, your, your cursory thoughts on it are only just completely confirmed. Like they didn't find these women like out over a pentagram. Yeah. Like trying to like do anything like this was just complete bullshit, but they found them in poor households and they wanted to get rid of the poor mm-hmm. because the Puritans were assholes. That's the other thing. Maybe that's where we finish it on. The Puritans left England because they didn't want to be under the rule of the queen and the church and all that stuff. Right? I think they left because it was, they um, wanted religious freedom. It, it was that, but what it was is they were also, um, they felt that there was too much depravity occurring in Europe. And so they left to go ahead oh. and try to stick to more of the pure ways. So whereas, yes, I think certain people did come over to flee religious persecution. But what I think sometimes that gets lumped into for that persecution is people that feel like they were coming from a place that wasn't religious enough. Yeah, like it's... You want to always think of the 13 original colonies as like coming over here, fighting for their freedom and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Oh, you still, you, it was just uh, assholes relocating. Yeah. Because they wanted to go ahead and do things a different way. You found out that their freedom wasn't because they were being kind of crept up on by the church. It was they felt the church didn't go far enough. Yes. Which is a level of crazy that I don't think they get enough credit for. Yeah. And if, if we haven't already established it on this podcast, we're, you know, we know that, like, we're not those people that think that, you know, the, the road to the establishment of the United States was paved in glitter and gold and that everyone was happy. Like, there's some heinous shit in our past, and a lot of it we're going to actually cover in the future. But, I mean. We've come to accept that we are where we are because of where we came from. Mm-hmm the same time that doesn't have to define where we are true but it's good to discuss this stuff to humble humble your xenophobia from time to time i guess yeah understand our hands aren't clean Mm -hmm. all right guys hey also welcome to october it's halloween month we're gonna be hitting you guys with kind of what would you consider not halloweeny type theme stuff but more of like stuff spookier stuff there you go so uh, stay tuned this month. You're going to get four podcasts and a, uh, a one-on-one about Halloween. Stay tuned. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another episode. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe and like button. Follow us. If you didn't like what you heard, still hit that anyway, because we'll probably cover something in the future that you do like. Um, please follow us on our social media. Adam, hit him with it. Uh, our Instagram is historically high pod, historically high pod, 
And we are on Twitter at historically high. That's historically H-I. All right. And if you guys want to send in any feedback, suggestions, hit us up on those two, or you can even do it on Gmail. It's historicallyhighpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks again. Peace.